they increase faith. Got quite a few notes, so may or may not get all the way through it, but we'll get as far as we can. So I'd like to start off first addressing what faith actually is. I'm sure if we ask everyone in here, there's different ones that would have different opinions about what faith actually is or, or their faith and how they how they have faith or, or, or maybe even struggle with faith. But the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, being faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So we should learn from this that not only is faith the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. We also should have learned that the elders obtained a good report by having faith. So that should tell us that if we want to obtain a good report with God, we too need to exercise faith. We also learned that by faith, we as humans accept that God spoke the world into existence by things that do not appear. Now, if you listen to the world's perspective, they've got a variety of different things that try to contradict what that is or that faith because they try to justify the, the non-existence of that actually happening in, in a variety of different things. Uh, of course, that's why it's important to not listen to the things of the world, uh, but to read the word, study the word, search out the word, make sure that you hide it in your heart and you understand it so that you're not distracted by the, the cares of life and the things of this world and, and the manipulation of the media and things of that nature of trying to uh, discourage Christians from believing and having faith. The dictionary defines faith as complete trust or confidence. Seems pretty basic, but I know the reality of it is when we're walking through hardships or dealing with different uh, trials and situations, sometimes that faith is harder to, to come by. Uh, second thing is belief that is not based on proof. So sometimes you have to have that faith and believe something to happen that you may not actually see at that current time frame, but you have the faith to believe that it's going to happen. Now that we know what faith is, I'd like to share how and how with you how important it is to have the faith. Yeah, yeah. Hebrews 11 and 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So if you don't have faith, or if we don't have faith, then it's impossible. It, it clearly states it's impossible to, to please God. So that's our first, first step. We've got to have that faith, and we've got to believe what the Word says. We can't take the Bible and pick and choose certain things that we read out of the Bible and believe certain things that we want to believe and other things we question, or, well, maybe it didn't really happen that way. Uh, maybe maybe there's a different explanation uh, as far as from that perspective. But with God, all things are possible and, and the things we read in the Bible, and we'll get into that a little bit more in detail, but what the Bible says is factual, and we just got to have the faith to believe that and believe it. 
So then having faith is pretty important to have, correct? So we want to make sure that we exercise faith before God, that he may be pleased with us so that we too can obtain a good report like the elders once did, or the elders did before us. Also, you may be wondering what the word diligently means, so we'll dive into that just a little bit. Careful and conscientious in a task or duty, constant in effort to accomplish something, attentive and persistent in doing anything, marked by persevering with painstaking effort. So according to the verse we just read, not only is it impossible to please God without having faith, we also learned that we, when we come to the Lord, we must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So now we have learned that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. The elders obtained a good report by faith, through faith in God, we believe he spoke the world into existence, not by things which were seen, but out of nothing. And that without faith, it is impossible to please God. And that we also must believe that the Lord is a rewarder of those who make a conscious effort, characterized by persevering with a constant painstaking effort. Now ask yourself these couple questions. When you seek the Lord with your prayers, do you pursue him in diligence? How, how often when we have a need, when we have a situation arises, when we go to the Lord with different things, do we, do we diligently seek him? Do you have enough faith to believe that he will answer your prayer? He spoke the world into existence. His word's true. If we've got faith, then with that faith, Anything is possible. So then how does one increase their faith? We may be telling ourselves that you don't have any faith or uh, to even increase it. I mean, there's times that we go through struggles or we, we deal with things in life. Life hits us in different ways and, and we question ourselves or question our walk with God or do we got the faith? Uh, that's been a subject of topic around our house a little bit. You know, we've had some discussions on faith. And, you know, is it a situation that I'm lacking in faith when I'm praying for something? Is it, you know, what, what may be the situation there? Uh, so let's see what the Bible says about that belief system. In Romans 12, 3, Paul is speaking and says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. So the Bible here tells me that every one in here has a measure of faith. So we all have faith. We can all build on that faith, but we, are, we all have faith. So when we have faith and we pray and we believe, then God can, will put into action the things that we have need of or the things that we're praying about. So we know, we now know that every man has been given the measure of faith, and we thank God for that, for sure. So since we know that, we have 
that measure of faith. The question remains, how do we increase that faith? So I've got a few things uh, to kind of talk on uh, in regards to that. The first topic that I've got down is hearing uh, as, as kind of the step one in increasing our faith. Romans 10, uh, 10 through 17 for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture saith, whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. So we can dive into that. I mean, as far as are we ashamed of of what we are, are we ashamed of knowing God? Are we ashamed of God? Are we ashamed to speak about God to our friends, to family, to different ones? Uh, are we as, uh, afraid to speak about God in public places? Uh, when, we, when we come across somebody that has a need or we know that there's a situation or a circumstance where God can help them out? The Bible says in Mark 8, 38, whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the, with the angels. Uh, continuing into 12, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. So anyone... Everyone in here was born with faith, has faith. So when anyone calls upon God, no matter what the situation, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter what your last name is, no matter if you born wealthy or born poor, whatever the circumstances are, whatever the situation is, you can call upon the Lord. Anyone can. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So this verse does not mean that, that we just call upon the name of the Lord and that's it and be saved. Uh, we have to follow the plan of salvation uh, as far as with that. The Bible plainly lays out the plan of salvation that we must follow. So this verse is speaking somewhat to already those who have already fulfilled the plan of salvation. Once you've fulfilled that plan of salvation, you call upon the Lord. So... Someone that's not fulfilled that plan can, can still call upon the Lord and then fulfill that plan, you know, as far as right. becoming saved. Uh, if that wasn't the case, then, you know, no one would even be able to have the opportunity to be saved. Right. So Luke 12, 23, 30 reads, Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate for many I say unto you will seek to enter in and shall not be able right. that's not because God doesn't want them to right. it's because they will choose not to or they will allow distractions and things of this world to mislead misguide uh, to lead them astray and, and not you know maybe come to the truth or have come to the truth and walked away from it when once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut the door and ye begin to stand without and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open up unto us, 
He shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence you are. Then shall ye begin to say, We have eaten and drank in the presence, and thou hast taught in our streets. But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all ye workers of iniquity. There shall be a weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrust out. And they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down at the kingdom of God. And behold, there are last which shall be first and there are first which shall be last. Now that we understand what verse 13 meant, uh, let's reread and then we'll listen closely to what verse 14 tells us. 13 again, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? This, this one here, you know, one of the things I wanted to illustrate there, you know, of course, we all dealt with the, the months of COVID and the variety of things that we had to deal with. And, yeah, we had to make some adjustments and uh, couldn't come to church for a while. And, and had to, we had to basically watch service online. A pastor and a handful of people would come up here and they would still basically do the whole service. Uh, preach, sing, you know, do a variety of different things. Uh, however, we wasn't able to come and fellowship and, and join together. And unfortunately, with some people, they fell away during that time frame. Uh, you know, the, there's, you, we, could, we could talk all afternoon about why they fell away or what happened. And, you know, it wasn't just through COVID. It wasn't, you know, we can dive back into people's lives and where was they at with God before COVID and where did they stand at? Because you don't just fall out overnight. Correct. So it wasn't that COVID hit and they just lost out. You know, it was a process. It was a gradual thing. Uh, however, the, the thing of it is, we, we cannot forsake having a preacher in our lives and someone to tell us the truth and someone to counsel and guide us. And unfortunately, during this time frame of COVID, so many people has adopted the fact of, they don't even have to have church anymore. Right. They don't need to go to church anymore. So, and, and feel comfortable in doing that. Right. You know, or misled and misguided, per se. And how shall they preach except they be sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel for the Lord who hath believed our report. So they, so then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the next topic that I want to discuss in increasing faith is believing. So believe to have confidence in the truth, the existence or the reliability of something, although without absolute proof that one is right in doing so. 
to have faith, confidence, or trust. So not only do you have to hear the word of God to increase your faith, you also have to believe what you hear. However, there are many false teachers and false doctrines, so you know, just as important as it is to have a preacher in our life, we must also study the word ourselves to make sure that what we're hearing and what is being taught on, that you know, it makes sense and that we're applying that to our life and that we're reading that ourselves as well. Get it? Yeah, it's, it's very important to get in the word, to hide the word in your heart, to understand the word. Uh, just as we've seen with COVID, there very well could and probably will come a day where we won't be able to assemble. You know, so we, we just, it's very important that we not take that for granted, that we not take the uh, opportunity that we have to, to come and fellowship and worship together, and also the opportunity to, to basically freely worship at this current time. In 2 Timothy 13 to 21, it reads, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they strive not about words to no profit, but to the subverting of the hearers. Subverting is to destroy, completely ruin, to undermine the character, morals, or allegiance of, or corrupt. Study to show thy self-approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Rightly dividing, correctly interpreting the word of God in analysis and presentation. But shun profane and vain babblings, for they will increase unto more ungodliness, and their word will eat as doth a canker of whom is Hymenaeus and Philetus. That may not be pronounced exactly right. But. Who concerning the truth have erred, saying that the resurrection is past already and overthrow the faith of some. These verses are very important to hear. This tells us that if we are in, church, in a church that doesn't rightly divide the Bible to get away from them, because it will increase unto more ungodliness. It's very important to be a, around the truth. Amen. And, and to, it's, that's kind of one of them things, you know, we teach our kids a lot of times to hang around the right crowd. Yeah. And we, we want to keep them from, from certain things. Uh, it, this, this is basically the same thing here. It's very important that, that we're fellowshipping with the right crowd as well. Right. That we're not being distracted by the things of the world doesn't mean that you can't have friends or people you know family and things like that that's that's not living for God but you don't want to be around you know when they start telling false statements or, or, or trying to get you to uh, to believe their way of, of thinking and things of that nature so it's important uh, that we stay away from that If you do not go home and study what the preacher has taught on and search the scriptures yourself to see if the interpretation in the passages was preached on correctly, then how will you know that you are in false doctrine or profane or vain babblings yourself? So if you're not studying the word, someone could get up here and say whatever they wanted, 
and you're, you just don't know any different because you're not reading or understanding the word yourself. Now, that doesn't mean there's going to be times, you, you know, I know there's a lot of times I read stuff in the Bible and I have to read it several times or search it out because sometimes it doesn't, you know, make sense to me right away or I don't understand it fully. So, you know, there's things like that that, yeah, we may have to read more or, or get a better understanding on and things like that. But it's also important that we do know the word and know what's being taught on and what's being preached on. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let every one that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Iniquity just is injustice or immoral behavior. But in the great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor, and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. So there's no reason for you to be a vessel of dishonor. This verse plainly tells us that if you will purge yourself from iniquity, then you will be a vessel of honor and sanctified. So it's very important of what we put into us what we put into our minds, what we watch, what we listen to, the, the, th the places we go, the things we're around, the people we're around, all of that can have a, a, an impact on us in a positive way or a negative way. So it's very important that we're very cautious of, of where, we're, where we're going and where we're at. Just like I said earlier, so many times it's easy and easier in parenting to say, oh, we, we want to protect our kids from going certain places, but then how many times are we not guarding our own self? How many times are we going, are we entertaining things that we shouldn't entertain? Sanctified, to make holy, set apart as sacred, consecrate, to purify, or free from sin. Trust in the Lord, Psalms 37, 3 through 5, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily they shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So we have learned up to this point that not only do you need to hear the word of God from a preacher... You also need to study and make sure what you hear is accurate and that you need to put your trust in the Lord by believing the word of God is true. So we can hear it all day long, but if we don't hear it and if we don't believe it, if we don't take that in and, and actually apply it into our life, then you know it's basically just kind of falling upon deaf ears at that point. Psalms 40 and through uh, 40 and 4, blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Titus 1 and 1, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and acknowledgement of the truth, which is after godliness. In hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie, 
promised before the world began. So now that we know that God cannot lie, there is no reason to not put your complete trust in God. There again, that, we, that sounds very simple. Really, in, in, when you think about it and you read it, it sounds very basic. I mean, God cannot lie. So what, God, what the word tells us, we know is going to happen. It's the truth. And we've got to have that faith to believe that because what God says is it's the, it's the reality. It's going to happen. It's there. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. John 1, 14. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. It's important to understand that the water of life that Jesus is referring to is the Holy Ghost. Again, the plan of salvation still needs to be followed. It is not enough to just say that I believe. Even if I've got faith, I can't just say I believe and then have the faith and then not follow the plan of salvation and not have the Holy Ghost. You know, it's important that we follow all of the Word of God and apply it to our life. John 3, 3 through 6, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. That says a lot right there. We're born in the flesh. We're born into sin, and we must be born again in the spirit. There again, it pretty, seems pretty basic, but how often is it a struggle for this to be applied to our lives? This passage in which Jesus spoke of a man needs to be born of the water and of the spirit to enter in the kingdom of God. This water here is referring to being baptized into Jesus and into the spirit and receiving the Holy Ghost. Of which was referring to uh, just like the lady at the well had the, the water. If you drink, you will never thirst again. It is very important that we follow the plan of salvation and apply this to our life. Or, it plainly states, we will not enter the kingdom of God. And the thing of it is, if we go back, we already discussed, God does not lie. The word is true. So what the word is telling us, is plainly lays it out for us, what we have to do. Matthew 5 and 6. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled. 
So if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, knowing that God cannot lie, you will be filled, and that will in include the correct plan of salvation. To apply something, to put to use, especially for a particular purpose, to bring into action, James 1, 22 through 27, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. So we got to hear the word, we got to believe the word, and then we got to do the, the word. This, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way, and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. Hear how important it is to apply the word of God. You don't want to be one of those who hear the word and walks off and forgets what manner of man you are because you are not a doer of the word. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he is being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. This man shall be blessed in his deed. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Pure religion and undefiled before God in this. So we, we have to, to apply the word of the Lord, the word to our life when we hear it. We have to have the faith and we have to believe upon this. So we cannot allow the things of the world to get into our mind and, and to start questioning or doubting what the Bible says because we know what the Bible says is the truth. So if you're a doer of the word, you shall be blessed in your actions. Also, notice that your religion uh, to visit the fatherless and the widows in their affliction and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. This is true and pure religion. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So what we believe, what we put into our minds, what we read, everything that we build upon, what we do for God is very important. And it's very import important that we follow that, you know, as far as basically that the blueprint for our life and with what we're, we're building upon so that we're not building upon the sandy ground, so to speak, spiritually from that standpoint and not upon the rock. So now we have learned that we need to be a hearer, a believer, a doer of the word of God. 
or you are likened unto a foolish man that has built his house upon sand. So we, we also, a couple other things in increasing faith, we, we need to pray for the gifts of the Spirit to be sure, uh, and you pray to hunger and thirst after righteousness, that you may be filled. Uh, since we know that God cannot lie, we know that if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, that you will be filled. That's why it's very important that we pray for this. So the gifts of the Spirit can be found. Uh, there's a variety of different scriptures, but let's talk about 1 Corinthians 12, 4 uh, through 14. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man a profit withal. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another faith the same by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, and to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, and another diverse kinds of tongues and interpretations of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that body being many are still one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit... We are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be uh, bond or free, and have been all made to drink into his spirit, into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. So take notice that one of the gifts is the gifts of faith. If your faith is low, this is a great way to see your faith increase. So we must apply a lot of these to our life. I got about halfway through, so maybe I can finish a little later on it. Uh, a lot of detail that was put, put together as far as various scriptures and things like that. So a lot of different readings. But just, you know, the thing of it is, is we just need to understand and, and realize, and I know most everyone in here does, uh, but so often we find it, it's, it's the word of God is easy to apply to our life and if we just will just listen and just do what the word of God says. But the reality when we're walking in life and dealing with different circumstances, different situations, you know, that brings uh, things onto our lives and makes us struggle or, you know, different situations we sometimes doubt. But that's all fleshly. We got to lean not under our own understanding, but lean unto God. Very good. Thank you, Brother Kaiser.